everybody. Welcome to Counselor Find. We're really glad you're here with us. This is a podcast for counselors past and present and just helping us explore faith in our current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a hot minute, I guess, since we were here last time. We are on episode 59, and I just want to say welcome back. Happy fall. We missed the entire summer with you, and I hope you had a wonderful summer. Um, Zach is here with me today. Hello. Hello, Zach. How you doing? Good, you? Good, good. How's the family? Good. Yeah? Everyone, good now. Everyone's settling into home. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving, eh? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. For sure. So for some of our listeners, they may not know, um, Zach and Leah welcomed Stella this summer. Yep. And she had a stint at the hospital, but she's home and everybody's good to go. Yep. That's fantastic. Happy days. Happy days. Lots of answered prayers. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. So kind of coming through, I think we wanted to have a conversation looking back at the last four or five months where we have had this busy summer and we've been through this. And then listening to the narrative kind of going on in our culture around us as we come back into um, our churches and out of the the, the chaos of the the camp program season. Yeah. Not the, not out of busy season because it's still, we're still busy. We're still doing camp stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'm really looking at people wrestling with the conviction of scripture and their own personal feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And they seem to be, and I'm sure it's always been this way, but how do we, how do we live out that the scripture? Like, do we believe that the Bible is, is our ultimate authority is, and maybe, that's where we start our conversation. Do we really believe the Bible is, and that it's scripture to us, that it is God's words to us? And if that's the case, then how do we reconcile that with our feelings going back into work and school, uh, you know, our extracurriculars with people feeling something completely different than what I feel based on what I believe in the Bible? Hmm. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm wondering, like, right off the bat, if God's, if the Bible is God's word to us, like, that's how I've always been taught it my whole life. Is it his word to us, like today in 2022? Or was it his word to the people at the time? And it's like, applicable to us today? But is it fully applicable mostly applicable, up for interpretation. You know what I mean? Like there's different like levels of like his word to us. Like that's a pretty big blanket statement that I almost feel like we have to kind of define more clearly because I'm seeing a lot of, I guess, the direction going towards like, well, because we can all find something in the Bible that's like, oh, this doesn't apply to today. Right? There's okay. something, yeah, right? There's something. Jewelry wearing or head right. covering. Why are or... why do men don't why men aren't covering their heads when they pray? Yeah, like there's something, right? Sure. Or so, we shave our sideburns. So if there's yeah. something that doesn't apply to today, okay. then that would mean that the Bible is not fully applicable to today. Okay. So then it's like, well, where do we draw that line? And I guess I'm seeing way more of the direction of like <clears throat> maybe you can draw that line wherever you want. And as long as you have less general idea of like love and following Jesus' example, then that's really all that matters. Hmm. Um, which, to be clear, I'm not 
fan of that, but I, I would need, I need to almost have this idea in my head of like, what do I say to people that might think that way? Like, I, I guess I have to have an answer for them of where the line is supposed to be drawn or how do we know the difference between cultural things that are in the Bible and like actual like commands, I guess, from God or like things that would matter to him still today. Right. Right. How do I we can, know what matters to I God today that. versus only then? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we, sometimes we just take it as um, like a law. Like we, we're not sitting down and reading through the Canadian law. Yeah. And that's a really important thing. Like if someone was to come to me, um, I worked in an accounting firm and I would ask a question like, well, did you look it up in the tax act? Like the last thing I want to read is the tax act. Mm-hmm. Like that just sounds awful. Oh yeah. But I'm going to, if I am going to the tax <laughs> act, right. It's a law that's about tax. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we come to the Bible and we just like, especially when we're really haphazard about it. If this is really God's letter to us, then we have to go to it and say, okay, well, I can't just be like, close my eyes and open it up and say, okay, God, what do you got for me today? I'm going to end up wrecking myself because I'm suddenly I'm reading tax act. I'm not prepared to read the tax act. I was looking for uh, Paul's letter to his friend, Timothy, right? Like that's a coach to a younger person that he's coaching. And so the letter is going to have totally different feel and a totally different uh, context than if I sit down and read through Leviticus, which is a tax act. It's like, these are the rules for how you function as a holy people. Mm. It's a rule book and for primarily for the priests. Yeah. So I think when you're like, yeah, like some of this, I really feel is God's word and I, but how do I fit is fit me? Sometimes we have to realize and recognize that it's, it's 66 books of different types of literature. You have poetry, you have songs, you have history. Yeah. You have, Torah, which is like teaching, it's 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 for instruction. This is the instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's it instructing us? How does it start? How does it look? Are there patterns in this? And we're not we're not trained to do that. We're just told you got to do your devotions every day, read your Bible, pray, and now you're a good Christian. Yeah. You're like, okay, but what am I reading in my Bible? How mm-hmm. am I doing this? And who's teaching me that this is what it means to follow the instruction? And here's how it works. And yes, it is cultural. God is saying you were in Egypt and you're going to Canaan. Yeah. And I don't want you to be like any of them. Or you are is coming out of Israel and you're going to Babylon and you're going to live there as exiles. Mm-hmm. Here's how you need to be. This is what I'm expecting for you mm-hmm. when you live in a culture that's like Canada. This is what I'm looking for. But we don't read it that way. We read it as like, oh... This is exactly for me mm-hmm. today in my context, looking through my 20, my glasses that are stuck here in 2022 and reading all the way back into whatever he's teaching through Moses to a bunch of people that just came out of Egypt. They mm-hmm. were slaves and suddenly they're free. And a year into their freedom, God's giving them this law. And he's saying like you are going or a month into their freedom. He's giving them this law and saying, this is what you're going to do. Right. You've been free for a month. Like, have, I have friends that have become Christians, and a month into their Christian journey, I they're not any different than they were two months ago in so many ways, and yet they're completely changed. 
Yeah. And so they need instruction. They need coaching. So I, how... I don't think we approach the Bible that way, and we don't let it. But then our, our culture, our Babylon that we're living in, is telling us, well, you have to do this and this and this and this. And they're taking words from my Bible. And now when I talk about justice, I'm not allowed to because I don't understand. Like, no, no, no. Like, justice started with Jesus. Justice started with God. And we've, Babylon has perverted it. Mm. So how do we, how do we redeem those concepts and say, actually, they came from us first. And here's how we are supposed to live them out. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, I'm all, maybe I'm a, I don't know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think we have to have that conviction of scripture, but we also, and we need to agree that scripture is what we, we say it is. And if it's all relevant, then we need to accept all of it as relevant. We can't just say, okay, I like the new Testament. I like when I read about Jesus in the gospels, but Paul, he says some things I don't agree with. So I'm going to disregard Paul. And Leviticus, oh, that's just old-fashioned. Okay, yeah, but so how do we decide, though? Like, how do we know, not decide, how do we know then what stuff is relevant for today and what stuff's not? If you can agree with me right now, okay, that's some things, there's some at least sentences in the Bible that are written that are not relevant to today. How do we pick and choose those out? How do we, how do we sift through those? How do we discern those? I think we are, how do I put it? Um, you know that saying, like, you can't see the forest because of the trees? Like, you're so deep into the forest, you can't even tell you're in a forest? No. You've never heard that? Uh, like, no, because if I'm in a forest, I know I'm in a, I don't, you well, sure, I, though, I, I know, guess. but you don't have a sense of where you are in the narrative because you're just, you're right where you are. I think we get caught up on the details, like... We're, we're standing beside a tree and we're arguing whether it's a maple or an ash or an oak. And we're like, well, this tree's in the wrong place. Okay, but, but actually the tree fits in the forest. So there may be things that we're looking at going really up close and it's not, this shouldn't be here. This doesn't make sense. Why okay. is this here? But then when you actually get outside of the forest, you don't, you, you can see the whole bush for what it is and if you even got even higher up you would see like oh that that maple tree that's in this oak wood is actually from the maple forest that's beside it but i'm so deep into this oak grove all i can see is that this tree shouldn't be here it should be removed and so i'm just disallowing this but you you've got to get outside of the you got to get outside of the forest and How see do you the... do that? Well, I think we have to... I think we have to understand the whole Bible. Like Jesus is sitting with the disciples when he's teaching at the end of Luke and he's walking to Emmaus with those two disciples and they're like, oh, this has been the... It's just such a weird week. Like right, Jesus but... came in on a donkey and he was going to be king and then he was crucified and now he's disappeared and we don't... What's going on? And he's like, you dummies, you didn't get it. You read through and you're like, God was going to set his people free and he was going to be the king. And Jesus is like, the whole Old Testament is about me. 
And he, he unpacks the whole Old Testament to them. Even the laws in Leviticus that we think are useless are pointing to Jesus. We don't sacrifice lambs now, but without that sacrificial system, we don't understand the sacrifice that Jesus makes for us. Do we sacrifice lambs? No, we don't. Well, is that irrelevant? Well, no, it's not, because it's pointing to Jesus. Well, yeah, but... <clears throat> okay, so I get what you're saying. You gotta get, you gotta get outside the forest. You gotta look at the Bible as a whole. You gotta look from a different point of view. But like, that's not something you just do in a matter of an hour, and all of a sudden you're like clear on why certain things are there and why certain things are said the way they're said. Like that's like a lifelong journey. So tomorrow, when you're gonna go to church, how do you discern between? these four things of whether you're supposed to wear a head covering, whether you're allowed to wear jewelry, whether you're allowed to stand up as a woman and speak or whether, you know, like, I don't know, pick something else. Like how do I discern which one of those things in my day-to-day life tomorrow apply to me or don't? Right. So that's a good question because we have to figure that out because that's where I'm going to church tomorrow or I'm going to church on Sunday or I'm Mm -hmm. going to, to partner with, or I've been going to a church that says these things and I don't agree with them. Uh And I'm going to find a, I think that's, so that is stuff. You're right. It's a lifetime of thought. And most of these church denominations that we have around us have had a lifetime or two of thought put into them before they just become right. As a, uh, the Pentecostal church is probably one of the youngest ones that I know of. The, the Brethren churches are very young, right? They're only 100 years old. Mm-hmm. They haven't had those lifetimes of thought. And you can see even in the last 100 years of their existence, how they've matured, how they've adapted, how they've changed. But you go back to other traditions like Lutheran church or Anglican, the Catholic church, and the Catholic church has changed multiple times. Because they, they think about these things, and they argue about them, and then they're like, oh, yeah. And then they practice them for a while and they're like, you know what? I think we've, we've misunderstood this. We need to adjust this again. You have to have the whole Bible in context. And, and when we're preaching out of the book of James or we're preaching from the book of Philippians or Joshua, uh-huh. we're, we're really going deep into that text or in that one specific instance. And we're relying on somebody to have actually done the research for us and said, okay, in context, here's how this applies today. And this is how it applied then. And this is this is how this is the universal law that comes through for us. So some of them covering your head, uh, women teaching in church, some of that is cultural influence. Here we are. And and it's a real issue here in North America. But you go to Africa and it never was an issue. It wasn't a cultural concern for them. The women were the teachers in their community. That just was what it was. And so that's that's who taught. Or you end up uh, in a place in, in Asia where it's just culturally normal. The women don't teach. This mm-hmm. isn't an issue for them. They're not fighting against this. They're just like, well, but look at Jesus. And we get caught up, I think, on our... This is where I'm going with feelings. This hurts my feelings, so it must be wrong. And I'm just going to reject it. I'm going to reject all of this. 
well, why is it here in the first place? Why is this maple tree suddenly in this oak grove? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? <laughs> was it was it really important at one point? Yeah. Or or was it growing from this other place? And it's pointing us back to something in over here that we we're missing because we're focused too deeply in one picture. Yeah. We're so focused into First Corinthians chapter whatever that we're we're missing out on the whole New Testament that First Corinthians is a part of. Was there a situation in Corinth that Paul's dealing with directly? Looks like there was. If you read even just the book in context, you're like, whoa, these people were suddenly, there was no Greek or Jew and no Gentile. um, And there was suddenly, they were all part of one and there was no male or female. And they were, they were allowed to do whatever they want. Great. They did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were having sex with whoever they wanted, whenever they wanted. They were getting drunk at all their communion feasts because, hey, this was a party. We're celebrating Jesus. Well, we know how to party. Uh And he's like, time out. Like, (laughs) you've lost this. You're not letting the Holy Spirit live in you. In fact, I have to teach you what does the Holy Spirit do? He he intercedes for you. He speaks through you. He gives you gifts. He's, this is, he, he, your, your worship service is chaotic. Why is that? Well, because we've just, we threw it all out. He's trying to teach them specifically. So if you watch, it starts in Genesis. God creates order out of chaos. Uh-huh. He brings them through the wilderness, which is chaos, and gives them order at the mountain. He takes them back through the wilderness, which is chaos, and sets up a society, which is, is order out of chaos. They do their own thing, and he sends prophets to prime bring order to their chaos. Like, that's just one theme throughout. Yeah. So suddenly, if you take that theme throughout and you apply that to Corinthians, okay, Paul's trying to bring order... To chaos. Yes, we have freedom, but but we look at that from our 2022 point of view and we go, this hurts our feelings. Like women should have these rights and and they should speak and teach and they're educated and there's no reason we know God moves in them. So why are we not doing this thing? Well, maybe culturally in Canada, we should be. But I don't know that culturally in Canada, what's culturally right in Canada is going to work culturally in in Mozambique, or it's going to work culturally in Thailand, or it's going to work culturally in... Uh-huh. So now have I just become... like wait, This makes sense to me in Canada, so I'm now going to become... I'm going to take my Canadian cultural colonialism and imply it on everybody else, because that's what I have to do. Because I'm right, I'm Canadian. <laughs> I figured it out, and I got rid of all the parts in the Bible I didn't like, and so should you. Well, that's going to really offend somebody. Because it, it hurt my feelings. So we need to pause hard and look and say, is this relevant? Does this impact? And what does it say about Jesus? So how do we know what things are not up for cultural uh, I don't know. relativism? I don't know. Because what you're describing there is cultural relativism, which is all fine and dandy unless you get into issues of morality or significance of which the Bible is full of. So it's like, how do we make sure we don't touch any of those issues when applying them culturally? Like, I think when we, we have, uh, how am I going to say this? I think we have to have a missionary mentality about it, that we come to Canadian culture as missionaries. Otherwise it's going to call in, like, 
we're just going to become culturally like the Canadians. Right. Like Paul goes into Athens and he takes time to say, this is what your philosophers say and this is how you, you've learned. So like and, almost as much as like respect the culture but not become part of it. That's totally what Paul does. Here's what you know. And let me tell you about Jesus because he actually answers what you are searching for, what your poets right. are searching for. But I guess a long-term missionary would become part of the culture. Yes and no, right? They're going to hold themselves separate. They're, we need to bring value to our culture for sure. Um, if I was to set up as a missionary in Spain, I'm going to have to learn Spanish. Uh -huh. And I'm going to have to have a job that supports my family while I'm in Spain. Right, and it would be unacceptable to expect others to not speak Spanish around you. Just because that's what, right. Like they should just understand. And I should probably learn the history and some of the things that are culturally relevant to that, that community. doesn't mean I become sp Spanish, like a, a Spanish a, a national. Spaniard. <laughs> a Spaniard, yeah. I don't become a, a Spaniard or a Spanish national. But I'm there. I, I can't expect them to be Canadian. Yeah. To function like they would in the Elmira Bible Belt. Uh, <laughs> there's yeah. things that have to... Um, take shape and, and I think we are here in Canada and just expecting like we're so indoctrinated in our culture that now we're looking at the Bible and our faith and our childhood and going oh burn it to the ground this I don't like how this feels what about the Bible like there's some of this stuff is very convicting uh -huh. why is it in there well it's an interesting thought too of like and you say we don't like how it makes us feel. Is like, well, is it actually a feeling, or do we just not like the idea of something? Like, how do we separate feelings from thoughts on that one, right? Because, um, is it is what the Bible is saying actually triggering a feeling, or is it really just a a thought that we don't like? How do we separate the difference there, right? Because well, there definitely yeah, is because times we know where our feelings thoughts. can lie to us, right? Yeah, like I can get angry and exactly. I'm not justified in that. Yeah, or sad or depressed, and it's like, yeah, well, why am I depressed? Well, it's raining for three days right. straight. Or sometimes we we think we have a feeling, but it's not actually a feel. It's a thought, right? Like, <clears throat> so, like feelings are typically one word, right? And so, is the way that you, the way that the Bible makes you feel. <laughs> Is it describable in a word or two? If you need sentences to describe it, it's probably it's a probably thought, a thought pattern, which yeah. probably means that you just need to accept that you're wrong. Right. <laughs> it's right. not about. It's not that you are being offended by the Bible. It's that you don't like the thing. It's you just don't like the thing it's saying, and you don't want to change your mind on it. Right. And there's a big difference there, right? Like. And I don't not to say that the Bible isn't going to make us maybe have an adverse feeling at times. I don't know. I'm, I don't know that it ever has for me, other than when you know you're reading some of like the more difficult things. But like, well, like I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I don't know. That makes me feel uneasy. <laughs> well, like, that, sometimes that's conviction, right? Like, yeah, I really like my lying or swearing, so don't convict me on that, right? Like I, yeah, I I'm guess happy with I'm trying my to think of an example of, like, of greed. I don't need to to be convicted on that. 
Yeah, I guess it'd be it'd be something if the Bible's you know talking about lust and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. I don't, I don't, I don't like you know. I'm angry that it says that. Like, no, wait, what? <laughs> I've never had that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so many of those laws that we don't like are calling us out to be different. Mm-hmm. Right. And God says right away, like, be holy because I'm holy. And then it's picked up again. Jesus says it and Peter mm-hmm. says it. And it's a theme throughout the Bible. Like I'm holy, be holy, be set apart, be different, swim upstream. Swim. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you know, don't be a goldfish with all the other goldfish. Mm-hmm. You're not, I've, I've called you out. You're a new creation. And right now you're a new creation. And well, yeah, but this, I don't like how this makes me feel. And the other goldfish are going to notice I'm not a goldfish anymore. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's the point. That's the point. You're a holy <laughs> people. You're a priesthood. You should be reflecting Jesus to them. That was the whole point of the Israel nation mm-hmm. was to be a priesthood, a nation of priests that the world would come to and find God. And instead, they're like, ooh, we're elite. We are the chosen people. Uh-huh. And they're like, and God's just hitting his head like, you missed the point, you dummies. You're supposed to be sharing me with all the people. Yeah. Because you're different, they're going to look and see, why are you different? And we're like, I don't want to be different. I don't like how that feels. Oh, there's that word again. Like, it, like I don't want to, I don't want to feel different. Yep. And so... I think it's a really tough, tough way to be like, maybe it's fear. Maybe it's fear. Like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to lose everything. I lose my stuff, my status, my, um, right. My safety. Like, I don't know what it is. Friends or status. That's huge. Status is a huge thing. We don't talk about, we, we say, oh, there's power struggles, but we don't talk about status at all. No, we have favoritism that's rampant in our churches and and society, mm. and it's just easier to point at the things we don't like. That's true. <laughs> like much easier. Yeah, it's it would be so easy to to talk about a sermon on like you know the evils of I don't know electronic coinage instead of you know. <laughs> talking about status issues and how we deal with favoritism in our church and, and how that would, you know, that might feel us uncomfortable, Uh but something that's new and strange and weird, like Bitcoin. Well, then let's talk about that. Is this biblical? Well, who cares? Like let's deal with today and what we're dealing with. And actually that's pretty biblical. You get into like, you know, cover your head and, and be silent in this moment. Well, why Uh would he say those things? He's calling them to be different in the city that they're in. Yeah. In the moment that they're in. Is it cultural? Well, yeah. Is there a reason for it? Yeah. Is it is it doctrine? Maybe not. <laughs> like right. the doctrine is be holy. And in Corinth it looked like this. But then you read in Timothy in Ephesus it looked different. And you read in Peter, Peter's not even worried about it. James is like, "Oh, do these things instead." but it's all to show us as holy, separate. I think that's where I'm, I'm seeing this tension and this wrestling as, as things come back into life. And that would be the, the conversation I would want, you know, people that are counselors, have been counselors, have been at CBC in the last 
50 years, man, we're 50 this year. People that have been at camp in the last 50 years. How are you being separate? How are you holding to the scripture in its entirety and, and not allowing our feelings to, to dissuade us and move us? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, that's just pondering. You say a lot of things and I need to think about them sometimes. So <laughs> <clears throat> that's, I think, uh, I don't know if I have much else for that. Okay. Do you have anything else? Those are good questions. Thanks for helping me think that through. Sure. I like it. No, we used to, um, when we started, we try and have some cultural moments mm. and look at some things that are happening around us that are things that, you know, are kind of neutral. They're just happening around us. What's happening? I don't know. I was going to ask you if you've, so here's a weird one. Any new music that's, that's good lately? Um, maybe. Like I'm, I know there's a lot of like non-Christian bands releasing music this month that people are excited about. Like who? Oh, I think Taylor Swift has a new album coming out. Arctic Monkeys have a new month, you know, and, um, I think Weezer uh, had a King couple of Kaleidoscope had another new song. Did they? <laughs> if you like them. I don't know them. That's um, what I'm asking. I, I don't oh I don't know the Christian music industry at all. Uh, right now. I found this guy, Alexander Pappas. P A P P A S. I kinda like him. P A P P A S. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And then uh <clears throat> Bo Reinhardt, <clears throat> who is Used to be a need to breathe, and then he left. His name is band name is Koi Roy, and he came out with his first song album soon to come. Is that going to be more like? Is he? There's Bow and Bear, right? Yeah. That, was was one more rock and one more country sound, more folky sound? Uh no. Uh Bow would be like more the arty artsy one. Um, but his first song was less weird than I thought it would be. Like it was more just like the same. Like you mean like electronica? Like yeah, there was a bit of that. Dance. I thought it might be a little bit more like, I don't know, like really, I don't know, electronic-y folk, like really out there. But it like, wasn't, he like loves like the mandolin and like okay. some weird instruments. So, but it was pretty good. It was like similar you mean to like Need to Breathe. Mumford so. and Sons or more like. Well, Need to Breathe is like Mumford and Sons, right? Like. Yeah. But that's what I'm asking. Like, is that what he's going to be more like, or is he going to be more like uh, Capital Kings? No, more sampling like, and more like and... Need to Breathe, but probably just a little more like I don't know how to word it other than like artsy. Okay. Like, yeah. Um. So that was would be my musical suggestions. Okay. I don't know. I haven't looked at a ton of music lately, so no. Leah told me that Taylor Swift's going on tour, and we'll be buying tickets to that, apparently. Oh, you will? If we can get them, which I'm sure we won't be able to, so. Oh, if you try. No prob. Grab, grab uh, a couple extra for <laughs> oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I know a couple Swifties that would be really excited about that. Yeah. I don't know when they go on sale or where they're going or yeah. anything, but, or where she's going, but anyway. I did, I did enjoy her last couple albums. There was a period there where I was just so frustrated by her. Yeah, I didn't mind that, like, folklore and the other one. Yeah. I just, I get so frustrated with these people, whether they're famous people, like they're actors uh -huh. or they're artists or whatever it is, like and athletes too. Like, you have this incredible superpower, right? It's this yeah. Spider-Man thing 
with great responsibility, right? With great power comes great responsibility. You and almost messed up the spider. I did saying. almost screwed that Holy up. Crap. Unbelievable. No one would fired ever as a nerd. Fired. Um, and it's just like use your power for good. Mm-hmm. Like I just oh, I was. They never do though, do they? I know, I know, I know, I know. But that's how I feel. And I've heard some songs, and I'm just like, oh, we could sing that at church. It's, really? Yeah. Just different different bands. And I was like, oh, man, I want to do that sometime. Just have an entire secular playlist at church for a morning. Sometimes I think churches could come see the song as we sing at camp oh. and take a page from our book. Like, it gets boring some weeks. Man, just the yeah, same old songs like, yeah, over and That's over. not what we're going to talk about that. We did like, a good session on worship a couple months ago. That, like, that yeah, was good like, let's... Do I need a breathe song? Like, I don't know. We do two of them here and they're great. Everyone loves them. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, some of the stuff you were playing this summer from King's Kaleidoscope, I really liked. Yeah. Same really, thing. Um, like scriptural lyrics and, but relevant, Different. relevant yeah. music. Yeah. And artistic. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to say? We were chatting personally off, off air about some of the podcasts we're listening to lately. Some movies. Did you see Top Gun? Yeah, I know you had a crazy summer. Did you I actually get out Gun. to it? Like, yeah. I know you love movies. Yeah, I go to the movies a lot. Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I should probably watch the original. You haven't seen the original? <laughs> oh my goodness! But I can There's... imagine it would be a lot better if I had. It was good. Like it was a. It was just so like many callbacks a to the original. Good, solid action movie that we haven't had in so long. And Relatively clean. I imagine that it would have been. There is a sex scene that but much it's better. Implied. Okay, well, you don't have to tell people. I imagine it'd be that much better if you had seen the original. So, yeah, pretty good though. Yeah, it was good. It was we enjoyed it. Uh, I took Julia, and then I think we the four of us went as a family mm. and saw it again. It was good. That's weird, but okay. Oh, it's just a night out. It was fun. Two times in the theater. It's not that good. Well, it's not I really it up enjoy too it. much for people. There here. is not too many movies in the last number of years that I even wanted to see at the theater. I'm like, yeah, really? I'll wait till it comes out. It's so much better in the year. I saw an interesting clip today. Are, this is super off topic, off topic, but sure. Um, it was Matt Damon talking about movie making and <clears throat> they were asking him about like something about like favorite style movie likes to make and blah, blah, blah. And he was basically saying how like the kind of movies that um, they used to make and the you know, the style or genre that was his favorite isn't really going to be made anymore because um, with the, so he was basically explaining that like when you have streaming came in, it got rid of DVDs and rentals and all that and purchasing. And that got rid of a huge revenue stream for movies. And so if you didn't do super well in the box office, you still had this like secondary revenue stream that would come in. Um, But when that disappeared, they now are like forced to decide whether to make a movie or not based on how well they think it can do in the theater. And so like he was talking about wanting to make a movie and he was kind of like, it would be like a $25 million budget. And then the guy was saying like, Hey, if you're advertising and your promotion, all that's going to be another 25 million. So he was like, oh yeah, be 50 million in <clears throat> that's like not a big deal. But then he was saying that like, so you got to split your profits now with the, the movie theaters, obviously, and all that, which is fine. But then he said, so you're going to have to make $100 million in the box office just to break even on this movie. And he said, like, 
it's not a movie that you would ever expect that ever would have in the past or they ever expect will in the future to make that much money in the box office. But in the back of the day, it didn't need to because it could make right. it can make 40% of its revenue then later on DVD. And so he said, like, now they just like they're just movies like that. They just can't they can't make them. So yeah. we're Good like Will hunting. Yeah, it's, it's a classic example. It's a movie of that, like that. I where think. you're like, I don't know. Let's try it. Yeah. And see what happens. And if not, maybe we have Robin Williams in there. It's a bit part, but yeah, he'll sell some DVDs and we'll make some money. Yeah. And then that's like, I think it was maybe kind of the genre he was discussing the more like drama. Cause there's not really art, a story style. There. Yeah. And that, and, and so it's too bad like that, that may be kind of dying in movie making. Um, and that's why we're just seeing this stupid Marvel cinema, like the th- takeover, Thor right? Like with his just, crazy goats. Well, it's just Marvel. Like it's just like yeah. these crazy high high impact action movies over and over and over and over and over and over because people will go see them, right? And that's what they have to put in the theater. That's too bad. It is too bad. And but I've also noticed too, like suddenly Amazon and Netflix are massive producers. Well, yeah, Netflix has been for a little while and now. And Disney, right? But it's still the same idea. But of they're like, making like eight episode TV shows. But or, it's even it's the same idea, but worse movies. for them because they're going straight to their streaming platforms. So they have they have even less they can make off of it. They really like at the end of the day, they can't attribute any profits to those movies because, like, no one like other than new signups that month. You know what I mean? Like that's all they can really attribute to being profit for that movie. Um, so like when those platforms make movies, it's essentially just an advertisement. For their, like it's for their platform. advertising fee. Buy our like, platform. Get yeah, this movie. Like that. that Watch the Adam Project. Instead of like an expense of yeah. making the movie, it's a spend, essentially just goes under the expense of advertising. Right. Because what else really is it? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I don't know. Because you're not buying the, the rights to watch that movie. Or you're not buying the movie. Right, like you're just paying like for the a Lord of the Rings movie or TV show that just came out. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean they're like doing. You have to be on Amazon now to watch that. Yeah, so like, like they, yeah, they're hoping that that brings in revenue, but they're never going to be able to fully. Same with advertising, you can't ever fully attribute. You can never really fully realize if you made your money back or not on your advertising. You'll never know if they fully made their money back on that, unless their like subscriptions completely take off. But yeah. which maybe they will. And that's the point of doing a multi-season one. People have to stay on. You know, you hopefully you get people to sign up and they forget. Stranger Things purposefully did it two parts over two different months. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't, like, they purposely spread it out 31 days, I think it was. So you couldn't just so do it on their free 30-day trial. Well, you and then you, you at least had to subscribe for two months. Yeah. And then hopefully they hooked you with something else. Hopefully, well, that or you've forgotten. Or you've started binging something else. For. Yep. Yeah. Because they have friends on there or they have Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever it is you're mm-hmm. into. That's wild. And they're all working on ways to stop the sharing, too. Disney was supposed to have the first one, but it still hasn't come out yet. Like sharing, one of the things sharing that accounts. I, yeah, one of the things I like about Disney is you can put up to four users on there or something. You can with Netflix, too. Yeah. It would be more than that with Netflix. Yeah, but it's not in their base subscription, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't know. I pay for the highest one probably. You so. do. <laughs> uh, anyway, way off topic there. Way so. off topic. Well, thanks. That's probably long enough. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad to be back here, and hopefully we'll be dropping these weekly again for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Hope you had a great summer and a happy Thanksgiving. And we will be in touch shortly. Chat Alrighty. soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.